0: The following is a lecture given by His Holiness Jaya Swami on July 22, 1990 in Sekundabad, India. The class begins with a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, 1st canto, 5th chapter, 33rd verse. For example, milk preparation sometimes cause disorder of the bowels. But the very same milk converted into curd and mixed with some other remedial ingredients cures such disorders. Similarly, the threefold miseries of material existence cannot be mitigated simply by material activity. Such activities have to be us, Just as by fire, iron is made red hot. And thereby the action of fire begins. Similarly, the material conception of a thing is at once changed as soon as it is put into the service of the Lord. That is the secret of spiritual success. We should not try to lord it over the material nature, nor should we reject material things. The best way to make the best use of a bad bargain is to use everything in relation with the supreme spiritual being. Everything is an emanation from the Supreme Spirit and by His inconceivable power, He can convert spirit into matter and matter into spirit. Therefore, a material thing, so-called, is at once turned into a spiritual force by the great will of the Lord. The necessary condition for such a change is to employ so-called matter in the spirit, in the service of the spirit. That is the way to treat our material diseases and elevate ourselves to the spiritual plane where there is no misery, no lamentation, and no fear. When everything is thus employed in the service of the Lord, we can experience that there is nothing except the (coughs) Supreme Brahman. The Vedic mantra that everything is Brahman is thus realized by us. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta Swami translation purport text 22 and text 33 of chapter 5 10 to 1 Srimad Bhagavatam in the matter of Narada's instructions on the Srimad Bhagavatam. So by engaging our senses in the service of Lord Krishna, by engaging our activities, here the expert opinion is given that it's the best remedial measure for removing all troubles and misery. Some people are facing trouble with the lack of Lakshmi. Lack of money. But Lakshmi, the goddess of fortune, is always present on the chest of Narayana, the expansion of Lord Krishna. So wherever there is Narayan or Krishna, there is always the goddess of fortune. If we engage the goddess of fortune in the service of Narayana, then everything is perfect. Ravana trying to steal the goddess of fortune to enjoy separate from the Lord, and his kingdom were destroyed. Everything that we do in this material world is an entanglement unless we're dedicating those activities in the service of the Supreme Lord. Just like if you get a thorn stuck in your foot, by using a thorn you can pull out the thorn. Or Prabhupada gives example, by the same electrical energy you can run a heater or you can run an air conditioner or a refrigerator. One is producing heat, the other is producing coal. Both are being produced by the same electrical energy, by an activity offered to Krishna. One is liberated from material bondage. By a similar activity offered, rather simply for sense gratification, for some material objective, we are bound by the material reaction. Therefore, the great sages like Narada Muni they advise people to engage themselves. In the devotional service to Krishna. This morning we are reading from the verse in the Bhagavatam about Maharaj Priyavrata. Maharaj Priyavrata was instructed by Lord Brahma to become a grihāstā, to become a king of the universe, although Priyavrata was already spiritually conscious. He had no desire to do those things for material reasons. But because he was instructed by Lord Brahma, Because the representative of the Lord instructed him, he took it as a devotional service. And taking the blessing of Narada Muni, he performed those activities simply for the pleasure of the Lord. Therefore, he was considered to be rightly situated in devotional service. He had ten children, ten sons, and one daughter. And he made the whole universe pretty God conscious under his dominion. So there Srila so the Prabhupada also explained that same activity, when it was done as an offering to Krishna, it became spiritualized. In the battlefield of Kurukshetra, various people were fighting for various reasons. Arjuna was fighting because Krishna ordered him to do so. He had no specific interest to fight, as he was not interested in seeing his relatives killed, nor was he interested in joining a kingdom in exchange for all the bloodshed. He was quite happy to go and become a mendicant. But when Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita to him, explaining the higher duties of dharma, then Arjuna accepted to do it out of devotional service to Krishna. Once he accepted, then he did it very sincerely, with full concentration. Duryodhana, his motive for fighting was much different. He wanted to eliminate the Pandavas. He wanted to have the undivided dominion of the world. Even though the Pandavas were rightfully due to some share, in effect, by hook or by crook, Duryodhana wanted to enjoy the kingdom. Actually, his motive was completely material. Arjuna's motive was based on devotional service. So, Arjuna was considered a liberated soul in the battlefield. Duryodhana was considered a materialist. Of course, at the blessing of Krishna, you all know he was victorious in that battle. In our lives, we have to also decide to whom or to what are we going to dedicate our activities. If we don't decide, that means anyway we'll be dedicating our activities to someone. Everyone is working for some purpose. So if we simply work blindly following everyone else, this is also material. So here Narada Muni is advising we should work dedicating our activities to Krishna. Whether Grihe Bonetako, Bhone Thako, whether one is a grihāstā, whether one is a, in the renounced order a Brahmachari or sanyāsi or Banaprasthi, everyone should chant the holy name of Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Raham, Hare Ram Hare Hare, and dedicate the activities to the Lord. This is the basic science of Bhagavad Gita. This is further explained in the Srimad Bhagavatam. This is the science of Bhakti Yoga. When we engage our activities in the service of Krishna, naturally we're thinking about Krishna. Someone gave the example say, for some puja or festival day, you want to buy a gift for some loved one. Say, for the mother, you want to buy some gift. So you go into the market and you look at different gifts. You may, you may, Bargain with a salesman to do so many things, but all the time they are thinking, that, what will be a thing suitable to give to my mother, for instance?" So all the activities are ultimately filled with meditation on the person for whom that gift is going. Like that, if we do our activities dedicated to Krishna, it's natural we'll think of the lotus feet of Krishna. We'll think about Krishna and try to do that action in such a way that Krishna will be pleased. Then this way, even though we may be doing so many activities, but the devotee's mind is fixed on Krishna. So, Krishna spoke these things in Bhagavad Gita. He came 504 years ago as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to demonstrate practically how to implement these teachings. Lord Chaitanya personally dedicated all of his thoughts, all of his actions, all of his words in the service of Lord Krishna in pure loving devotion. And he engaged. His followers also in a similar activity. Irregardless of whether one was a Brahmin or a Kshatriya or a Vaishya, a Sutra, or even born in a non Hindu family, if they wanted to serve Lord Krishna, Lord Chaitanya would accept them and train them how to serve the Lord. Since the Lord is the Lord of everyone, we can be approached by everyone and anyone. We simply have to have that sincere desire. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He personally went with his devotees and chanted the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. He sent them door to door. They'd go knocking on every house and they request all of the people, Bolo Krishna, Holo Krishna, Kolo Krishna shita. This was the order of Lord Chaitanya to his followers to go to everyone's house and request them, Bolo Krishna, chant Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, Bhojo Krishna, worship Krishna, and worship Krishna in the house or in the temple. Kuro Krishna Sita. Study the teachings of Krishna. See, Krishna teachings are namely Bhagavad-gītā and Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. Bhagavad-gītā is spoken by Krishna. srimad Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam is spoken about Krishna. So in this way the movement was spread door to door. Here I understand also that devotees are going door to door requesting people to participate. Those who participate are very fortunate. The human form of life is meant to solve the problems of life. The latest verse says, for the remedy for all our problems, all the suffering, we should dedicate our activities in devotional service to Lordship. Many people say that first let me solve my problems, then I'll chant. I cannot chant yet, I have too many problems. They don't know that by chanting that's the best remedy. That makes the problems become very small. We can easily cross over. We have a tendency to always put off. There was one American disciple of Śrīla Prabhupāda and he went to see his mother when she was sick in the hospital. So she was about to die. So he requested, My dear mother, please chant Hare Krishna." You may have heard this. So she's saying that, I uh, will chant later. I can chant now. It's too difficult for me to chant so many things. I am very weak. I can chant. I can't do it now. Later I'll do it. Ah, uh, she died. <laughs> so many words she said. I can't, I can't, I can't. When Prabhupada heard, if she would just chant, chant, chant. But instead, she saying, can 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 <laughs> There was another, there was a devotee of Lord Chaitanya 500 years ago. He went up to everyone. He also went up to one Mohammedan governor. He said, "My dear governor, my dear Khaji, you please chant Hare Krishna." He said, "I'll chant Hare Krishna tomorrow." Hare Hare Hare! That's the voice said, jumping up and down. You already chanted Hare Krishna. You said Hare Krishna. So don't stop. Go on chanting. Now you begun, You go on chanting. We can ask everybody and anybody to chant Hare Krishna. This is a universal chant. We don't always tell all the esoteric meanings or glories of the chanting to someone who is negative or without faith, as he may not believe all the glories of the Holy Name and he may criticize and commit offenses. But we can humbly request anyone you please chant. In fact Sri Prabhupada he will regularly tell people to chant Hare Krishna and be happy all over the world. So here in India we ask people to chant Hare Krishna and be happy, they say what we know Hare Krishna, if we chant means Krishna may take everything from us. Or if we chant you have to give up something. Hare Krishna is religion. Religion means restrictions. So, how will we be happy? if we have to have restrictions? Like this, already many people in India have preconceived ideas. Some are pious people, they chant. Some they chant anyway, wherever they are. And some people, they are very clever, they avoid chanting. But the actual fact, the Krishna, Krishna, means, according to Lord Shiva, He explains that this is the name of Param Brahma. Krishna means all-attractive, and Na means reservoir of all pleasure coming from the, the root of ānanda. So, all-attractive and reservoir of all happiness, of all pleasure together, this is Param Brahma vidyate This is the name of Absolute Truth or Param Brahma. Simply by chanting Hare Krishna, one can feel spiritual pleasure. If one chants Hare Krishna and does not feel spiritual ecstasy, that means the heart must be still framed due to offenses, due to so many offensive acts. If we commit offense against Krishna and chant Hare Krishna, even for millions of births, still we won't get love of Krishna. This is where Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy is so special. Because Lord Chaitanya is not accepting offense. If we chant the name Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Guradhar or even Śrī Krishna Chaitanya, immediately we can feel some attraction to Krishna. So we chant this name of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu first, then chant Hare Krishna, then very quickly one can experience. This attraction for Krishna, this developing love for Krishna, one overcomes the effect of offenses very quickly. So that's why this chanting of Lord Chaitanya's name is so important. Many people in India chant Hare Krishna, some chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Some chant Hare Rama, Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. But why is it that the followers of Lord Chaitanya they are chanting and getting more quickly this love of Krishna? This because of the mercy of Lord Chaitanya. Actually, in the Kali Sattva Upanishad, it states, Iti So Nam Nam. These 16 names. But in that mantra, the Upanishad, it states, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Krishna. These sixteen names are the cure for the Kali-yuga. There's no other remedy, or this remedy is recommended by all the uh, Vedic literature. Now, there's one Vedic rule says that for someone to chant a sruti mantra, that means or Upanishad, he should be uh Vija, should be a caste Hindu. So then Lord Chaitanya is accepting everyone. So he reversed the order. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hari Hari, Hari Ram Hari Ram, Ram Ram Hari Hari. So it's no longer the Suddhi mantra. That Hare Krishna Mantra is also found in Puranas, in that order. And in Narada Pancharatra, Narada Muni states that all the Vedic mantras, all the Vedic Janyas, all the Vedic rituals, all that potency is condensed into the word Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. So now people are in the modern age they want the modern means to reach self-realization, chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hari Ram, Hare Ram Ram Ram, Ram, Ram Hare Hare is the modern means. It's condensed like a capsule form. Everything you're getting in one mantra. Very easy to dedicate our activities to Krishna. And in case we might commit any offense, first we pray to Lord Chaitanya, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhupada, Sri advaita Gurama, Sri Basari Ghost. Somebody is singing cinema song, we're singing Hare Krishna. By singing Hare Krishna, we're dedicating our thoughts, our activities to Krishna, we're being freed from the material world. Someone else is becoming more attached in a negative sense. We want husband and wife, let them help each other to be Krishna conscious, brother and sister, mother and children, brothers, friends, everyone, let them help each other chant Hare Krishna together, serve Krishna. Life is not meant just to go on trying to get the same kind of happiness which we can get even in animal birth. Human life means we should achieve our highest happiness. That highest happiness in life can be achieved through self realization, through this. God realization to Krishna consciousness. So that's why when Srila Prabhupada said, Chant Hare Krishna and be happy, he wasn't giving any false promise. He was giving the absolute truth. And people all over the world, they chant Hare Krishna and they are very happy by chanting. As soon as we turn our face away from Krishna, that's when our trouble begins. That's when our anxiety begins. Krishna bhahimukha hoya bhoga vanshi kore maya nikusta isin japatiya kore. We turn our face in Krishna, who is just like the sun. Then what do we see? Just like a shadow. If you look to the sun, is there any shadow? When you look away from the sun, you see the shadow. There's <coughs> the light. When I look at the light, what? I don't see any shadow. When I look away from the light, here's my shadow. Isn't it? You see the shadow. So when I am looking towards Krishna, no Maya, no shadow. Maya means like shadow. When I look away from Krishna, then there Maya is. She comes ready to grab us. So we want no maya, no suffering, no illusion. We look to Krishna. Soon as we look away from Krishna, suffering, anxiety, maya will be there to grab us. How we look to Krishna, we do our work, we do our activities dedicated to Krishna. Then everything is looking to Krishna. Soon as we think, well, this I did for Krishna. Let this other thing. Let me do it for myself. Myself meaning. Then we think that I am separate from Krishna. That I have a separate interest. The individual interest and the total interest should be one. That is spiritual. As soon as he think separate interest, that's Maya. If Krishna is pleased, I am part of Krishna, I will also be pleased. This is the absolute truth. Therefore, we are advising everyone look to Krishna, chant Hare Krishna, and be happy. Thank you very much for your cooperation in spreading this message to everyone and for also chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra. If anyone has questions about this class, What about the Krishna conscious movement around the world? You can ask. When devotees are looking towards Krishna, Maya is disturbing more. How is that? That that is the problem. How is that? Because that is the reason people are not able to continue their Krishna consciousness. Like what I see (coughs) myself, Maya puts the effect on me. Maya is trying to distract you from looking to Krishna. That's another thing. You're looking to Krishna, there's no Maya. But Maya she's tapping you on the shoulder. Does that mean you should look to her? She may be testing, you want to look to Krishna. If we look away from Krishna to see, we will be in trouble. You see, we may think I'm looking to Krishna, but actually we're worried. What is our social image? What is my family members going to think about me? We may think so many other things. Which are not actually looking to Krishna. We are not depending on Krishna. So, Maya, to various agents, she seeks out our weakness and tests us. And then we think that, oh, Krishna is doing all this. This is simply that Maya is revealing to us. Do you think you're looking to Krishna, but there are so many attachments yet that we have to give up to the seed of Krishna, you see. Why Lord Chaitanya, he was the greatest sannyasi. you can say, very strict sannyasi, but he glorified the gopis who were the greatest devotees of Krishna. He said, the Vajravasis, the way they serve Krishna, there is no comparison. Why? Because Vajravasis, in their service to Krishna, at one point or another, they gave up all type of self-consideration. It came down to it, whatever is pleasing to Krishna, that they wanted. Even Annaprash, she accepted. Let the, the puja go to Govardhan, because Krishna was. And Indra let all the rain come. So many troubles were there. Then again, they turned to Krishna. What's going to happen? We followed your instruction. Now so much trouble has come. What did Krishna do? He lifted up the whole Govardhan, and they all took shelter. If we take the shelter of Krishna. Maya may try to disturb us, then what is the solution? We have to take more shelter of Krishna. If we take shelter of Maya, that's not going to solve the problem. That will temporarily solve. Then later the problem will go more. The residents of Vindāvanā were doing so many pujas to so many different devas. It was very confusing. Then finally they just fixed that we are simply going to worship Krishna. Govardhan is also not different than Krishna. Then initially the devas, they create some disturbance. Later, they themselves realized that this is not ordinary cowherd boy. This is Krishna Himself, Vasudeva. This is the Supreme. Therefore, Indra Himself came and bowed down at the feet of Krishna and begged forgiveness. That I am sorry, I couldn't recognize it. Like that, when we want to serve Krishna, Mayā may us, this to serve. Where is our sincerity? Are we really dedicating to Krishna or not? Someone, if they give you a hundred rupee note, you look at it to see, is this a real note or this is a counterfeit? <laughs> that way you're offering, is it a real devotion or is just imitation? <laughs> that way maya will test. But the real thing, definitely if you offer to Krishna, you you'll never uh, be held back. Rather, those tests make you more determined to be Krishna conscious. It fixes you up more tightly. How would anybody know how great the... Uh, A devotee Arjuna was if he hadn't gone through that different test. Everyone knows what great devotees the Pandavas were because they had to go through so many tests that no ordinary person could even dream of. But at every time they kept their love in Krishna. So we are not Pandavas, neither Krishna gives us such tests. Little tests he gives us. But those little tests, if we just surrender to Krishna, we can pass. Even if we fail a few tests, later we think that I made a mistake, I shouldn't have done this. There's also learning. That helps us to be more fixed up in the next time. If we are bewildered what to do, what not to do, then we should talk to some senior preacher and get our ideas straight. We may not be clear enough on devotional service, therefore our mind is bewildered. This is not unusual for uh, the beginning stage. That's why we're coming and giving classes and uh, now uh, his holy Bhakti Raghuram he's been appointed as uh, co-president here for this uh, center. To come and spend more time here elsewhere the the farm. Help answer all questions. You take advantage. If any doubt we have, free off the doubt. But you should have this faith that if I put my faith in Krishna, Krishna will never let me down. This is his promise. Name bhakta pranashati. My devotee will never <clears throat> perish. And Gita Krishna says who has no faith, he can never be happy in this life or the next. For so the doubting person, There's always trouble. When we have to study everything we say, all let me put my faith in Krishna. You see Krishna reciprocates. He also he won't let you down. But if we doubt and don't put our faith in Krishna, then we can also blame Krishna, isn't it? Yes? Recently the previous Acharya's recommending chanting one lakh of Hare Krishna name. That 64 rounds by chanting one lakh of names, one would be guaranteed to achieve the perfection in life. When his divine grace AC Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada began preaching in the modern world in the Western countries, he found that people were not able to chant 64 malas. So he studied the situation and, like an expert physician, he said, "All right, you chant at least 16 malas." And engage yourself in Krishna's service. Go on doing Krishna's seva and chant 16 malas, and then I'll guarantee that you uh, can achieve the perfection. You won't have to again come back to material conditional life after this life. So, on that recommendation of Srila Prabhupada, we chant at least 16 malas, or as recommended. Of course, if one can chant 16, then chant 8 or 4 or something. Make a steady chance. But if you come up to sixteen, then the blessing of Śrīla is All right. Now what about uh, those who are of God uh, still feeding them? They cannot be liberated by any process. But if their processes are there for them? Those who are not Krishna conscious, like those who are Muslim or Christian, so for them, is there any way? And what their concept is, those who are not suppose I'm explaining. It's like some Muslim they say that uh, if you live in this way, when you die, you can go to some heaven and there you can have beautiful gardens and young women and so many other things. Different concepts are there. Just like in uh, Vedas, there is karmakanda. You do pious work, you go to Swarga. There is apsaras. You can become uh, living in Devaloka. You can enjoy. So many nice material uh, facilities. So in Vedas, it's also there, Deva Loka. Then if you commit sinful <coughs> act, you may have to go to Patal Loka, Hellish planet. The same thing is there in Quran, is there in Bible. If you do sinful activity, you go to hell. I don't know what they say in Quran, but they have similar kinds. The hellish is there. Okay. So most people, they're going with this idea to get heavenly life. The idea of salvation or liberation from birth and death. Krishna says, Narayana, Anta Smriti, anyone thinks of me when they leave their body, they can come to me. So in any religion if somebody can think of God perfectly, they can go to God. The question comes, whether they have a perfect conception of God, whether they have a conception of God which is accurate. You see, That's a too big a topic for me to go in. If they do, and they think of God when they leave their body, the proper concept of... Uh, but so far we see mostly they're not uh, concerned with that type of uh, idea. But they're concerned with the type of heavenly life. So that's a type of material punya karma. Therefore, because Jesus said that the best or the first commandment is to love God, therefore they even those who are practicing bhakti yoga according to the Vedas, when we preach to the Christians, we say that we are the real follower of Jesus. Because he said the first thing is to love God, second thing is to serve thy neighbor. So we are doing both the things, but we are doing the first commandment first. We may not be, we have so many acharyas, we have so many gurus, we respect Him as a guru, but not that He is our exclusive guru. We have Naad, we have Brahmā, we have vyas We also respect Jesus, He's is in the Bhavishyata Puran. But who is the real follower of a teacher, who follows His teachings? So his teaching is to love God, this is what we're doing, we're loving God. Where others, are, are they developing that type of love of God, they should see themselves. Nowadays people, whether they are following the teachings of their forefathers, of their founders, of their religion, this is a very big question. We say these are the principles. If anyone's following, they get the result. Whether someone is following not, who are we to say? Are we to stand judge, Whether let them, let them judge themselves, let anyone judge. Whether they are following, these are absolute principles. How to serve God without desiring anything in exchange? What is the definition of love of God yet? But the Vedas are giving more information. Who is God? How to surrender to Him? How to love Him? What is His quality? Prabhupāda, is a very big question. If you don't know anything about someone, how can you love him? If you say, I have a very nice friend, I like... You should like him, you should love him. Naturally you say, what does your friend do? What does he like? You say, well, I can't tell you. It's a mystery. What does he look like? Because I can't say. What does he do? You do everything. No, oh, but specifically anything he does, it's a mystery. After a while, you get frustrated. What you, what type of friend you have, you are not telling me anything. But you say I have to love him. So this is the unfortunate circumstance that many of these uh, modern religions are in. They don't have so much information. They know generally whatever we have is given by God, so they may feel some gratitude. This is a very basic kind of emotion. This is like a Santa Rasa, preliminary stage of devotional service, primary stage. But in the Vedas, especially in Bhagavad Puran, it explains what is the quality of God. Although he is an Hokshacha, he without any material qualities, beyond material explanation. Same time, we can explain something to a certain limit. So because all these detailed descriptions are given, how he's stealing water, how he's coming into the material world, how he's creating the material world, how he's coming in different avatars, how he's living in Vaikuntha, Golok, how he can be the greatest of the greatest, at the same time he can come and he can be very simple, and he can just play with his devotees like a friend, or like a child, or like a lover, or like a son. All these descriptions are given then one can very easily love the Lord because you get some more information. So that's why the process for followers of Bhagavad-dharma is much easier. If somebody with so little information is still they love God, well, we don't want to shortchange them. That's all glories to them. But we're saying that even they'll appreciate to know more about the Supreme Lord. If we know that there's one God, then you find out where you can more information. So more information is given in Vedas, especially in Bhagavad and Gita. So I know you have a very tight program, so I don't want to if you can any more questions, Maharaj will be staying here a little bit before getting a train to Nagpur tonight and coming back in a week. I, I hope that answers some of your questions. Uh, what, is, what is the for Krishna to create You see, some living entities they want to have that position. Just like uh, people want to be chief minister, they want to be prime minister. Someone wants to have that position to control, yet they are, they are devotees to God, but they want to have some desire. So you can also become a deva. Apart from Shiva and Durga, you can become Brahma, you can become Indra. You can become a uh, vayu, you can become any of those devas. They are So, one side is that people have that desire. Other side is that Krishna runs administration. He himself doesn't uh, manually do it. He has all these assistants and they run the whole show. He only comes to troubleshoot. That also he doesn't have to troubleshoot himself. He can <coughs> send Shakti. But sometimes he comes to troubleshoot just to also bless his devotees. So He gives people a chance to be controllers, He gives them a chance also to commit good activities, also to do bad activities. He gives, uh, in the material universe, you have a full range of freedom to go up or down. But when we realize all these things are just winding us up in the samsara, whether we should simply dedicate our activities to Krishna, that here's the real goal. All this is a temporary. One time I'm a deva, next time I'm a dog. Sometimes I'm in heaven, sometimes I'm in hell. What is the use? Better we serve Krishna and remain in His transcendental connection always. In the Vedas it also gives people who want shortcuts. Somebody wants a good wife, you worship uh, Uma. You want good husband, you worship Shiva. You want to get over the Vignas and your work, you worship Anjana, uh, Ganesha. Like that, different devas for different things. They're departmental like you go to the minister. But if you go to chief minister, you can get everything. But if you want, you can go to department also. You can go also secretary, deputy secretary. So people like the devas because they don't have to pay so much. Little puja they get little results. But this is a temporary thing. When you go to Krishna means that he wants that you should give everything. But in in return he'll give himself also. You pay more but you get more. You get the most. So people are less intelligent, they think if I go to Krishna, he may eventually he'll gradually want me to give all my devotion to him. But if I go to some deva, I do a little puja, I'll get what I want. But but what they do, they're cheating themselves. They're shortchanging themselves. Rather they give the worship to Krishna, they can get the supreme benediction. They can get everything they want. Anything you get from a Deva, you can get from Krishna. But Krishna will never cheat you in that sense. He'll always give you the best thing for you. He'll do it in such a way that it'll help you. I hope I could be understood. Hare Krishna.